This is Amstigator, a podcast that amplifies the voices of instigators, making change and taking names. Most episodes are my interviews with incredible guests, but you've now clicked on what I'm lovingly calling a spin-off mini-series of solo episodes with me, your host, Lauren Lowry. Each one of these features two words that will change your life. So let's get started. Okay, let me set the scene for you here. It was late 2017. I was living in Indianapolis. I had just had a nervous breakdown. That's not hyperbole. I actually had a panic attack that started on TV. And thank God for the director who saw my face before he put my face on TV. And he is who came over my IFB, which is my earpiece. And he was like, hey, you need a minute? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And then I just like very urgently shuffled off the set. We had four hours left of the newscast that morning, but I never made it back on air. I had to lay down on a coffee-stained floor of a nasty conference room and just breathe for hours. And I could never catch my breath. The room was spinning, and I was a disaster. It was actually another coworker who came and checked on me and said, Hey, you had a panic attack. This is a panic attack. And I know because I take medication for it. And then he said this to me, which I've never forgotten. No one should work in a place that does to a person what they've done to you. Now, I can't share the full details of what happened because it involves contracts, but I can tell you it was dirty. And I vowed to never work for a company who treated people the way I had been treated. And I said, whatever it takes, I have to get out of here. For the entire next year before I left that job in Indianapolis to move to Nashville, I kept saying, why me? Why do I have to be the one who leaves? Why can't they do right? Where's this like hero boss that everybody's supposed to have who who makes everything right? Why me? But I never got the answer. One year after that nervous breakdown, it was August 2018. I had just given birth to my second child, and I was staring at the ceiling tiles from a hospital bed, completely unable to sleep for days because I had just avoided death. I had convinced a doctor to keep me in the hospital because I felt like I was dying. No one believed me because the typical test showed everything was fine, but they reluctantly called one final test for me, almost as a way to be like, hey, look, nothing's wrong, gal, go home. But the CT scan they called for me was the test that proved what I had known all along, that something in my body was terribly wrong. I was drowning from fluid in my body, and I was about to have a stroke from the pressure on my heart. Since that happened to me in August of 2018, I have asked the question again, countless times, why me? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to feel that trauma? Why did I have to work through the pain? I'm fit. I'm healthy. My case was rare. Why can't I just be normal? Why me? Now, in both of those situations, the work toxicity, the health issues, I've only recently gotten a glimpse at why. And that's why I want to share with you in hopes that you can reframe some of your greatest traumas. And really, that's the point of this new mini-series, Two Words That Will Change Your Life, that you're listening to right now. It's to make you think differently about your life. And I'm doing it with just two words. So far, I've introduced you to Just Ask, episode 59, What If, episode 60, And in this latest installment, I'm answering a deeper question that I personally have wrestled with many times over. Why me? 
I've cried out. I've begged for pain to stop, asked to be given some other assignment. Why does this have to happen to me? Now, I believe if you listen long enough, you get quiet enough, you heal enough, you'll get the answer. But it often requires healing first, which I will get into in just a minute. Asking why me is proof of our uniquely human need for meaning. Mary Gaucher, the Grammy-nominated artist who I interviewed in episode 13 of Amstigator, says, we, as humans, are meaning-making machines. We want our lives to mean something. We need to know there's meaning in loss or in struggle or in winning or in pain. We need to know what's the meaning. And when we ask why me, we're looking for the reason behind all of it. We need to know what it means. And that need is what makes us human. In 1946, a man by the name of Dr. Viktor Frankl released a book about his time as a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. He described the methods he used as a way to help other prisoners with him during that time. You know, they survived being starved, uh, watching friends be sent to gas chambers. I mean, it was just unthinkable. And he found that the way a prisoner imagined their future affected how long they lived. He argued that life can have meaning even in the most miserable times, like a Nazi death camp, and that a person's motivation for living comes from finding meaning. And here's a great quote from him that I love. He said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Frankel created a whole therapeutic model about this, too, by the way. You can look up more on it. It's called logotherapy, like the word logo, logotherapy. It helps people find personal meaning while they endure hardship. And Frankel believed that humans are motivated by what he called a will to meaning, which is the desire to find meaning in your life. It's exactly what I was doing in those cases I mentioned from a few years ago, just by asking, why me? I'm looking for meaning in that. Meaning helps us all endure hardship. And if we employ Dr. Frankel's theories around logotherapy and we choose to live in a future reality that gives hardship meaning, then we'll have a much easier time enduring what we're going through. In Frankel's research, it's what helped people survive. Frankel said the way a prisoner imagined their future affected how long they lived. Think about that. Frankel found that a person's longevity was determined by whether or not they found meaning in their hardship. He basically said to everybody, like, look, everyone has a choice in this, but we can imagine a future that doesn't involve being a prisoner. Because when a person loses hope, Frankel said in his experience in the concentration camp, that's when a person was doomed. I mean, that's heavy, right? Dr. Frankel's theory sprung out of one of the darkest times we have ever seen in recorded human history. But it sets the stage for us to learn a valuable lesson. When we search for meaning, when we ask the question, why did this happen to me? If we can find an answer that produces hope, we're much healthier and we live longer. So how do we find that kind of answer? Well, that's what this episode's all about. It's a process, I believe, of healing first and then simply refining your question. Here's why you need to heal first. Because when we ask why me, 
We're often asking a pretend question. That's one where you think you're asking a question, but you're really just complaining or asking something else entirely. My kids are really good at this, okay? When they whine and they say, why do I have to take a bath? Well, if you're a parent and you've heard a child actually say that before, you know that's not the question. It's really my kids saying, don't make me take a bath. It's a combo request complaint about what's happening. But if they asked a legit question, like, hey, mom, I don't get this. Why do I need to take a bath? Will you explain this to me? Well, suddenly, yeah, that is a question. That's something I will totally answer. So when we shift how we're asking, we make ourselves available to receive the actual answer that we want. And when I apply that to myself, asking for four years, why me? Why did I have to deal with this toxic work situation? Why did I have to go through this traumatic heart event? It was really me saying, I don't like that this happened to me, WTF. It highlighted for me that I had some real problems to heal. So when I started doing the work to make peace with what had happened to me, both professionally and physically, when I spent time in therapy, when I did the work to heal myself, I was able to come back to the original question, why me, but actually ask the question, <laughs> And I found that my questions became much more specific. They changed from why me to why did I need that lesson? What did that actually teach me? And why did that happen to Lauren Lowry, news anchor, wife, and mom? Why me? It could have been anybody, but it was me. I started to deconstruct what I'd been through from a distant place, like a third-person place, a place where I took my personal feelings out of it. I was able to begin seeing an entirely different story when I did that. I stopped asking why me as a way to say, oh, that sucked. I didn't like that. And started energetically saying, what's the lesson? How does this help me evolve? And how do I help other people do the same now? If you've listened to any other episodes besides this one, anything that's been released since September 2022, what's the lesson was the actual theme of 28 episodes. I asked women who I love and respect what they were learning in their lives in real time. And there was zero overlap. In every case, their answers absolutely astounded me because life can be so beautiful, even in its hardship. We can learn from each other in that. So here's what it comes down to. When you have the courage to heal pain and trauma, you get to a place where you can ask the question, why me, as a means of understanding the bigger picture. And merely asking that question puts you right on the cusp of discovering what I believe is the mother load of information about your purpose. It's about what you're here to do. And it comes from something often painful. For me, consistent and repeated poor treatment in my career across multiple years and stations and management teams was the mother effing linchpin to everything I've created with Amstigator. If I hadn't been so burnt out, so marginalized, so unhappy, I would have never created this absolute act of purpose. So can I really be mad about that anymore? I mean, look at what I've built from all that professional pain. And when I think about my heart event and all the times I've been like, why did that have to happen to me? I'm so healthy, WTF. I realize now it was because I have the platform. I have the means to educate women about their health. And since publicly sharing my story on TV in February 2023, I know personally I've saved the lives of more than 13 women 
here in Nashville. Probably a lot more. Those are just the ones I've been told about by people who work in medicine and were personally told the reason they wanted to get their heart checked was because they saw my story on TV and those people know me, so they told me. I mean, come on. I went through some yucky stuff, but look, look who I saved from that. You see what I mean? I worked to heal. And then I asked the question, an actual question, not a complaint. I said, why me? Very little of our experiences make sense until we ask questions that sound less like, why does this suck so bad? And more like, why me? Like me as the character in all this. Why else would you be called to start that thing? Why else would that obvious idea be obvious only to you? Why else would someone have a need that you're the only person who could fill? Because it had to be you. I'm so confident that when you start to ask this question, why me? You're put on the cusp of discovering why you're here and why you're so important. This is an exercise in deep self-awareness. And you can do it when you start asking the question. Again, not the complaint. The actual healed whole question. Why me? So when we take that back to what Dr. Frankel said in Man's Search for Meaning, we can see that we always have a choice about how we want to see a situation. If we choose to find meaning from a really bad situation, if we choose to say, why me, from a place of healing and wholeness instead of victimization, then we can find hope. And hope gets us right to the edge of purpose, helping us understand how we can help others after what we've been through. So next time you ask, why me? Make sure your personal response to that question is because it had to be me. Because look what beauty I will make from that. You are so powerful. You are so insightful and brave. This is a big question that brings a big challenge. But you can do that. As you go through this week, I encourage you to shine your light. Lead with your heart and live life purposefully. I'm Laura Lowry, and this is Amstigator.